What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome to your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is a victory Monday after the Packers go down to Miami and pull out a victory on Christmas Day against the Miami Dolphins. Packers keeping those slim playoff hopes alive. Meaningful football in January. What more can you ask for rather than to just pick up the first down on fourth and short? But that's just me. Packers living to fight another day. Two final games at Lambeau Field to finish off the season against the Vikings and the Lions. Going to be exciting. Need a little help still. Obviously need the Commanders to lose a game or Giants to lose both. But hey, the Packers in a position to take care of business against the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. It's a late window, late afternoon window. Going to be nice and cold. What more can you ask for? Bring that Dome team on out here. Hope you're all doing well. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Hello to TikTok. Hope you're doing well out there, TikTok. Good to see everyone already mixing it up in the comments. Soder starting us off with a super chat. Thanks, Soder. Clear the Packers will never get Aaron Jones a reasonable number of rushing attempts. My new ask is for more Patrick Taylor in pass protection. I can see why after his phenomenal rep in pass pro, as I highlighted on Twitter shortly after the game, uh, allowed Rodgers just enough time to get the ball off to Big Dog up the left sideline. Phenomenal play by Taylor. And also, you'd be remiss if you didn't say, one of the amazing, magical throws from Aaron Rodgers yesterday. I don't think Rodgers had his best game, but he made some absolute incredible money throws. Uh, need him to be better earlier, though. Packers are in a much better position if they can uh, you know, put away some of those drives that the defense gifted them, uh, or special teams for that matter. The opening kickoff, Keyshawn Nixon bringing it down inside the 10. Packers having to settle for a field goal after Rodgers takes an in unbelievable sack, but uh, yes, Patrick Taylor and pass pro, let's do it, baby. Uh, as long as that means that they're they're uh, doing smart things in the passing game, because goodness knows if Patrick Taylor's in there, that probably means something's up with Aaron Jones. I know, I believe he told people in the locker room, or it was mentioned yesterday that something happened to him on the first carry of the second half. So you can somewhat understand, though he was still a little bit involved in the second half, you can somewhat understand the limited use from the second half on. But the first half, the man had three touches. Uno, dos, tres. Inexcusable. I don't care what the game plan is. I don't care what the defense is doing. Inexcusable. But uh, as you say, that seems to be our lot in life at this point. Gary, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Sure is nice to hold my breath for a completely different reason when we receive kicks. <laughs> I mean, it is, right? Uh, Keyshawn clearly is a spark on special teams. You really, really hope he's available against the Vikings on Sunday. Matt LaFleur met with reporters a little earlier this afternoon and indicated that everyone who was banged up in that game, whether it's Yash, Christian Watson, Keyshawn, etc., everyone is going to be considered day-to-day. -day. They will see how they progress throughout the week. Crossing fingers. You'd love to have Keyshawn out there on teams. No doubt about it. <laughs> Ray, who's calling the plays when they have third and two and they are trying to throw 40-yard passes? Let's just get the two and get four more downs. You know I'm with you, Ray, but hey, Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP, and if he sees an opportunity, he's going to take it. Now, there are certainly times when the idea, the call, is to take a shot, and that was in definitely the case, as Matt LaFleur himself confirmed just a little bit ago on the initial fourth and two where Rodgers takes the shot to Watson uh, when the score is tied 10 to 10. I'm with you, but 
they are all gas, no break. They want to be aggressive. Went for it on fourth down repeatedly yesterday. You're going to have to live with it. That's basically where we're at now. That is just part of who they are. It's part of their fabric. We all cheer when it works, like the touchdown against the Cowboys on fourth down that went to Watson. They had the look they wanted. They had the guy open. Watson has his guy beat by at least a step. Rodgers just overthrew it. And sometimes we're going to have to live with it. It's frustrating. I destroyed Packer Man because of it yesterday, but that's who they are. Travis, thanks for the super chat. Will Bakhtiari be on the roster next year? Yes, he will. Thanks for playing. Uh, what's up, TikTok? The defense needs to go man-to-man on every play. No, no, no. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea, TikTok. Uh, would I prefer they mix in more man concepts and more man looks? Yes, 1,000%. Man-to-man on every play is a really good way to get yourself beat. But I, I'm with you in the need for more man coverage. Joe, thanks for the super chat. A lot of ball game left. If Bakhtiari is back in nine and not, does Zach Tom take his ability to control and bend his surroundings to right tackle? Lot to play out there. Lot to play out. I would suspect they'd give him a look there. No question about it. And you have to think the Packers will do everything they can to keep that band together. But if uh, things were to transpire in the sense that one or the other of the tackles are gone, then Tom probably slides into one of those spots, most likely. There's a lot left to go there. Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. That was a catch. Don't care. I'll fight anyone. You damn right it was a catch. I believe you. I'm. I'm not, I guess you're talking about Big Dog because I know fancy pants rules analyst out there in L.A. talking about how it shouldn't have been a catch. Give me a break. Uh, Phil, how bad are Watson and Nixon injured day to day? Are there prospects? That is Matt's blanket answer to all the injuries today. So be on the lookout for that initial injury report on Wednesday afternoon. I think we'll get a better idea of where everybody stands uh, once we get that. But until then. You can only go by what Matt says. Uh, finally catching a Packers Daily Live. Thank you. Christmas break. Go Pack Go. Hey, man, we're all just hanging out on Boxing Day. Watched a lot of Premier League today. That was awesome. And, of course, here to talk some Pack. Each and every day, Monday through Friday, it's what we do. I took a few days off last week because of the holiday and because of travel. Sue me. I'm back, baby. You mean it's okay to be satisfactory on special teams? Uh, William, I would say getting the initial return inside the 10-yard line is a little more than satisfactory. I'd say that's dynamic. Uh, I'd also say several, not just one, not just two, but several coverage units making stops and limiting return opportunities for your opponent is a little more than satisfactory. Actual playmaking on special teams is occurring. Go look at Tariq Carpenter's stop on teams. That's a great individual play. You don't have to tell me to tell you about Keyshawn Nixon's contributions. Guys are actually getting up and making plays on teams. That has not happened in Green Bay for a very long time. I'm down with it. I am down with it. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Any insight as to why Ford was benched? Baffling. They wanted uh, Savage out there. They're going to give him opportunities. Um, I don't know if it's so much that he was benched. Uh, I do think maybe he took a bad angle or two and they wanted to uh, rotate things. And look, Jerry Gray apparently got after guys, all the defensive backs at halftime. And as Matt joked today, maybe he needs to do it prior to kickoff. But, you know, 
they're going to keep rolling guys through. And if you're not up to snuff and if you're not performing, it's I'd much rather that than sticking with guys and quote, having faith and watching them screw up again and again and again. You know, it would have been nice to uh, have that attitude after some of the screw ups on teams last year or some of the coverage busts earlier in the season rather than sticking with the same old, same old. It's uh, it's put up or shut up time, you know. It's December was December football. Now it's going to be January football. It's pretty much win or go home at this point for the Packers. They have to make moves and they have to react almost series to series, let alone half to half, let alone game to game, because it's win or go home. They lose any of these games, they're done. So thankfully, I mean, they're finally kind of reacting to real-time events rather than, oh, we have faith that these guys are going to pull it around, they're going to pull it out, they're going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. That's fine in September. It ain't no good in December. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Ed, thanks for the super chat. Busted thumb throw versus untested but with mobility. Aaron Rodgers' thumb reminds me of last year's special teams, but love is basically untested. I really don't know who gives the team a better chance. Oh, Ed. Yeah, I don't. No. All right. Look, 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 look. Let's get something clear. Let's get something straight here. There's no reason to turn to Jordan Love at all, unless Aaron Rodgers like cannot breathe, cannot walk out into the huddle. He is your starter. He's going to be your starter. End of discussion. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, yes, he started the game poorly and he cost the Packers some points. But Aaron Rodgers also threw a hell of a lot of great throws and passes yesterday and made some amazing plays that Jordan Love, as promising as he might be, will probably is still looking in awe. You know, I, I don't want to diminish some of the great stuff that Aaron does when I talk about, you know, he needs to play better if they're going to do anything in the postseason, let alone get to the postseason. You know, that said, uh, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still your starter. And he will be for the foreseeable future. There is no, there's no conversation to be had there. There is no dialogue. There is no question. Aaron Rodgers is going to play. And he should. Brian, thanks for the super chat. AJ got stopped on fourth and one and third and three. Runner pass. Just start executing in short yarded situations. Go pack. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Cheers. No doubt about it. AJ also kept his legs turning and got it down to the one. That first drive of the second half. And then was handed the ball again. <gasps> again. Oh, my God. They went to him more than once, and he got in the end zone. I mean, on the fourth and one, yeah, Zach Tom blocks down and leaves a guy totally unblocked. AJ's a great dude. Awesome back. But it's definitely difficult for him to just, you know, ghost through another human. There's only so much he can do. You do have to block the other guys at some point. I, it's just crazy. I know it's crazy. But to your overall point, yes, executing. Execution, whether it is fourth and two and you're going for the deep shot or whether it is third and three and you're trying to run it, fourth and one, you're trying to run it, you do have to execute. Absolutely, 1,000%. M, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Now I get why we didn't try to fake punt previously. Whew, baby, I'm all for all gas, no break. I'm all for aggressiveness, but man, that one was a head scratcher, especially when you won't give it to your aforementioned running backs in short yarded situations, but you will give it to the up back on punt team. And I appreciated Matt LaFleur's answer today when asked about it, saying that was all bad, which yes, it was. Um, and he really danced around the question of 
whether anyone on that team has the authority or is able to call it off and just say, okay, forget this. We're just going to punt it. Uh, he was asked initially by Jason Wilde, and then someone followed up. And both times, Matt really didn't directly answer the question, which leads me to believe that, yes, someone out there has the capacity or the the jurisdiction, if you will, to call it off. But they thought they could get it, and they didn't. Um, but, yeah, as Matt said, it's the first one they've attempted his entire time in Green Bay, and now it's on tape. So uh, probably going to be a while till we see another one, which is fine. Colin, thanks for the Super Chat. The Waddle touchdown and Hill 84-yard reception could have been killers. I appreciate the resiliency Lafleur coaches. I agree with you, man. And look, shout out to the secondary because whether it's bad angles, whether it's missed tackles, what have you, you have got to have the ability to just flush that play, forget it, and move on to the next one. And, hey, man, some guys can't. Some guys let it kind of burrow into them and inform the rest of their game. And those guys did a really good job. And even after those plays, there were still some nice completions from Tua to Hill, Waddle, the collective, or those couple of third and longs to uh, their number three wide receiver whose name escapes me. I mean, those could have been frustrating to the point where guys really got down on themselves and out of position and trying to do too much. And they didn't. They just continued to play the defense, continued to make smart challenges and smart take smart gambles. And I think you saw it pay off. And I do think there is something to what Matt was talking about after the game about, you know, the adjustment of, look, you know this is a timing offense. You know there's a lot of times when Tua is back there, he makes his read, makes the throw. And if you can just have your eyes on the quarterback and break on it correctly, you're going to make some plays. And that's exactly what the Packers did. No doubt about it. Oh, we got we got a naysayer here on TikTok. Packers are not going to the playoffs. See, I come on TikTok for the first time in in, in a while, and we got out we got all these naysayers on here. You know, look, is it still a bit of a long shot? No question. But man, you got to feel a lot better about their chances after yesterday. Got to got to feel better about it, and especially this weekend. Really, it's like the uh, the football gods are somewhat smiling on the Green Bay Packers at the moment, given all the losses that they needed to have happened, and then that trans transpired over the weekend. I feel like Gandalf talking to Bilbo. There are more things in play here in this world than good or evil. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Don't think I've ever seen what Lazard did blocking three dudes at once. Just a beast. You had some nice pinball action there. No question about it. Hey, and shout out to Tyler Davis on that play as well. He's the one who seals that edge. Everything on that play is beautiful. I love it. Mostly because they tossed it to the wide side of the field. As I said on Twitter, watching that game, if I see one more toss to the short side of the field, I'm going to weep. But yes, that play was awesome. Uh, Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. Also, I'm afraid for the future with 12's contract. Man, yeah, the contract is, uh, I'm not going to say stifling, but it is an obstacle to being able to move on short of Aaron Rodgers retiring, which is, I guess, possible. It's it's possible, though I doubt he retires the same year Tom Brady does. Although, who knows, maybe Brady keeps playing and Aaron goes, great, see ya. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. There's no doubt going. Uh, Sly asks, do you think the criticism of Amos is fair? Still see him getting in on tackles. I think Amos is getting criticized because he's not living up to his previously set standard. Uh, and that's not, 
I don't think that's being unfair. You've seen him play a lot better recently in his career. Last year. Uh, he is not playing up to that standard. And yes, to your point, he's still around the ball a lot, still making tackles, still making plays. But he is a step slower. He is a step off way more often this year than he was last year. And I, I can't say what that's about. Obviously, I don't, you know, I'm not in the meeting rooms. I don't know what he's being asked to do per se. But man, you talk about a guy who is either feast or famine where he's in position and he makes a play or he's just a step slow or he comes up and takes false steps and a ball carrier just runs right by him. Seen way too much of that this year. So I still think he's a valuable piece to what they're trying to do. I think he's a, a seasoned vet who has seen it all and can help you. But man, I, I get it when people look at what he's done in a Packers uniform in the last couple of years, and then you compare it to this season. It's not up to that standard. It's not as good as he's been. And I don't think, again, I don't think that's unfair. Uh, what else we got, folks? Jeezy Baby, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. Aaron Jones is creeping up the list of my favorite Packers of all time. Oh, welcome. Yeah, he's been there for a while for me. No question about it. Go back a long, a couple of years ago, I think it was during the pandemic, or maybe just before, uh, we did a Zoom chat here on the YouTube channel. Um, he was literally just driving somewhere, and I had DM'd him and asked if he wanted to do a chat. And he was like legit, just like, yeah, let's do it. And we just did it. And that was before he like really blew up. But he has always been that guy. Really cool, really down to earth. All the stuff you see, what he does with his youth football camp, you know, get nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. All of that is legit. None of that is artifice. None of that is a front. That's really who he is. So, yes, he is 100% on that list. Prime Suspect, good question. Nags, do we bring back Hackett? I doubt it. Matt was asked about that today at the podium, and he, you know, he obviously had kind words to say about Nathaniel and what he's meant to Matt and the organization. I suspect not, but you never know. Crazier things have happened, but I would tend to doubt it, at least not immediately, not right away. But who knows? You know, the uh, the Lions fired uh, an assistant middle of the season. The Packers picked him up the next week. So anything is possible. William, thank you for the super chat. Can't help but think how, with Rich Bisaccia coaching special teams, that we would not have had at least one more Super Bowl appearance in the last decade plus. William, why, why, why you got to come in here and just like, just you know, bring me down like this, man? It's Victory Monday, man. Get, bring that to me on a Tuesday. I can't handle this on Victory Monday. Paul, thanks for the super chat. Hi, Nags. How did you think Devondre played? Great INT, but still seems less influential this season. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I I thought he played better yesterday than he had been, actually. Um, it's interesting because with an attack like that that the Dolphins have, I don't hate that. There were a number of occasions where, especially early in the game, where they're running the football between the tackles and He's taking a full step or two towards the quarterback or I'm retreating from the quarterback in anticipation of the passing game. So I think that affected some of what we saw yesterday, not, not only from Devondre, but from the whole defense in the sense of they were very geared towards being attuned to what Tua was going to be doing in the passing game. You saw that uh, on a couple of occasions where there were 
edge rushers, whether it was defensive linemen or outside backers, who were influenced by Tua's motion outside the pocket. And then, you know, it's a delayed handoff and the back goes for 15 yards. Uh, they were so in tune and keen to what the, the Dolphins were going to be doing, throwing the football, that I think I kind of understand some of the maybe not quite as aggressive play from just the backers, the safeties, what have you. And I talked about that on Packers Daily leading up to the game last week. I talked about it on Packer Transplants. If there was ever a week, if there was ever a week where you wanted to play a little more off, a little softer and have your eyes on the quarterback, this was the week, right? So, yeah, I, it's hard for me to knock Devondre too much coming out of that game. I thought, like I said, I thought he played better in that game than he, he had been in the last couple of weeks. But that's just me. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Nagler, as long as Rodgers is on the roster, the offense will run through him. Even if it hurts the team, Rodgers wants the glory. At least they can count Cousins throwing a couple picks. I don't know. Can they on that last part? I don't know. Kurt's been throwing throwing pretty damn well. Um, Cousins have been playing some damn good football. Um, but as for Rodgers, yeah, it's going to run through him. No question about it. As to whether he wants the glory or whatever, I mean, I know that's an easy way to read it. Um, it can be frustrating at times, but also he feels that he gives them the best chance to win. He's seen it all. He's done it all. He knows it all. He wants to try to use that to their advantage. I can appreciate that. And also, by the way, again, this is what I talked about on transplants about the, all the signal stuff. This is what the Packers signed up for. It took me about half a season to kind of, you know, kind of live with that. Right. Because it seems so obvious coming into this year that they needed to change their approach, given the personnel that they were given. But what I didn't count on is Rogers' complete, and I mean absolute 1,000% belief in himself, regardless of his surroundings or opportunities. And you can talk about that being to the detriment of the team. Fine. That's your opinion. And I get it. But that's his belief in himself. And to be fair, that's what makes him great. That's what has won him four MVPs as recently as last season. So that's what the Packers signed up for. That's what they're getting. And hey, they're on the cusp of the playoffs. So, and the offense has somewhat come to life, though yesterday was frustrating. So, you know, he's betting on himself. And uh, there are worse things to do in this life. Doc, thanks for the super sticker. Greatly appreciated. Soder, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. Finally got the Lowry-White snap counts flipped. Yeah, but it took an injury to Lowry. How many times has that happened? And I'm not talking about this Packers coaching staff, but I'm talking about every Packers coaching staff in our lifetime, Soder, and that covers a lot of time. How many times have we seen a dude who obviously should be on the field over someone else only get taken care of because of injury? The really obvious one that leaps to mind is back in uh, the 2009-2010 when Everyone could see Desmond Bishop should be playing, and it took an injury for him to get on the field. I think it took two injuries for him to get on the field full time, and then he never looked back. It's frustrating, but yes, it was nice to see some more Wyatt on the field. No question about it. A Rock, thanks for the super chat. Let's go. Feels real now. On a side note, Corey's transplant Rogers rant brought the anti Rogers sentiment from pure Packers coverage into clarity. The guy is the boat. I just don't get it. <laughs> a lot going on there. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. But look, Corey is a passionate Packers fan, and he has a very distinct kind of viewpoint of the Green Bay Packers, and I get it. I mean, 
I think you saw in transplants when he's kind of yelling at me and I'm trying to push back and blah, blah, blah. That was kind of the basis of our whole relationship in college and the whole thing that kind of led to the start of Cheesehead TV. You know, most things we're in lockstep with, but there's going to be things we disagree about. Always have been, always will be. And it's that passion that I love. And that's why he's one of my best friends and why we do what we do when it comes to Cheesehead TV. You know? He's my guy. I'm going to go to bat for him no matter what. Doc, thanks for the super chat. Lazar will have you either yelling or cheering. No question, but you got to appreciate his physicality and his uh, absolute dog mentality, as they like to say, especially in the run game. But even outside of that, just not afraid to do dirty work, not afraid to hit a guy, not afraid to do stuff that doesn't give you anything on the stat sheet, but certainly helps you win ballgames. Don, thanks for the super chat. How excited should we be about Zach Tom? Very excited. Love that kid. Love that kid. Hey, Aaron. Hey, what's up, TikTok? Uh, hope you had a good Christmas. How is your NFL MVP? Or do you mean who is my NFL MVP? Well, right now it's got to be Mahomes. I don't know how you give it to anyone else. I mean, as boring as that is, I, I, I don't know who else you can give it to. Uh, Gary, thanks for the super chat. Tempered commentary six days a week, an unhinged watch party on the 7th. I love my Cheesehead TV. As I've said uh, a couple of times now this season, yeah, I'm a Jekyll and Hyde. During the week, I look at the tape. I try to be as dispassionate as possible. I can kind of take a look at a 30,000-foot view. But in the game, I'm a total animal. I'm an idiot. And I, I understand that. Totally get it. That's who I am. And I make no apologies for it. That's what's up. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.